Hi guys, you thought it was over? Nah, I'm gonna give you some warning signs to tell if your boss is a nightmare. And this comes from straight experience and I've been inspired because I have recent experience regarding this. So I know what to do to see if I might have a nightmare boss. So this is probably gonna be the shorter, a shorter episode, but number one, not everyone but some people that are hermits and have no life outside of work whose identity is work and nothing else that is a huge warning sign because that tells you that is where they place their identity that is where they get confidence from which is really sad because if you have confidence placed on your job and not within yourself then that means it's a it's a shaky foundation because work can, can, you know, change and work can end up being a previous job of yours. So that is a pretty shaky foundation because if your confidence is just knowing everything about work, but not in your hobbies, not in your abilities, not in who you are as a person, you have a pretty shaky foundation. And I'm pretty sure that that's a person waiting to be an insecure boss and will be power tripping over people. Number two, they find out things about you that they didn't necessarily share with them, like hair length. So for example, you can tell if you're being stalked, which this was so dumb of them and they were so unwise. They even found out that I sing somehow. And that is because they were looking through my personal things. So that is how you find out if you're being stalked bosses that stalk you or even supervisors that stalk you, that is a huge red flag because that means they are ready to not even get to know you, not even get to see who you are for themselves before finding extracurricular things about you. They don't even, they won't even bother. They just want to make assumptions on their own by stalking you. And literally bringing your personal life into it. I've experienced harassment and stalking at previous workplaces before. And that is mainly essentially what happened. They would make assumptions about everything that I posted. Um, And that was what they used as a basis on how they would treat me as the things that I would post. And that is a huge red flag if they're stalking you because they it's almost like a way to see what you're up to without asking you it's you guys know what stalking is and why it's a red flag it's because they want to bring your personal life into it they won't even bother getting to know you fuck that i can judge you from afar (laughs) number three they reach out to you about work on the weekends That means they have no life. So this happened recently before I was hired with them, the previous um, company that I spoke about in my Nightmare Boss Activities episode. Um, I was so shooketh because no other boss has reached out to me on the weekend. And that was a huge red flag for me because in my head, I'm like, do you have no life? Like, are you not getting laid? Like, do you not have hobbies? Do you not have friends? Like, why are you reaching out to me on a Sunday? She even was like, let's go on a Zoom call on Sunday. I'm like, bitch, I'm out here living my life. Why are you reaching out to me on a Sunday? Like, did did my hiring company not tell you that this is not okay? That my personal time is my personal time? Why are you talking to me on hours that I'm not being paid?
this is super weird. But immediately that told me, oh my god, this bitch has no life. Like, seriously, she must not have friends. Because, like, even my best friend, she doesn't bother people on the weekend. And she's a hermit. Like, you would think that, like, <laughs> she'd have a life or something. Like, oh, let's go to a family gathering. Let's go on a picnic or something. No, she's still working. Because nobody likes her. No one has, she doesn't have any friends. Because I know that people that are busy, that have hobbies, they have no time to be mean. They have no time to reach out to you regarding work on weekends. They don't. Because they have lives, they have friends, they have things to do. However, she was literally reaching out to me on a Sunday. That That's like so depressing. <sighs> I was like, I was talking to a guy friend recently and I was like, does she even get laid? Like what? <laughs> Girl, it's Sunday. Relax. Get some dick and calm your tits. And then, <laughs> number four, they're comfortable being rude at work. What more at home where they're the most comfortable? I went into detail about this point in the episode before this, which is if they're comfortable being nasty at work where you're supposed to bring your best mask forward your professional mask your professional face how much nastier are they going to be at home where they're comfortable being themselves if that is who they are that is themselves that is their personality at work oh they must be terrible at home bitch imagine unbearable if they're already unbearable to work for at work they're unbearable at home that's because they ain't got no life and nobody want to be around them. Like I said, get some dick and get a life. Number five, they need to have the last word when you're not being argumentative. So again, it's almost like they're trying to assert their dominance. They want to make you look like you're wrong all the time and for no good reason, for no reason at all, because you're just trying to be friendly. You're just trying to be nice, but they just have to always win. They just have to always be correct. And it's like, it's like an internal battle that's going on in their head that you don't even know about. It's an internal battle in their head where they project onto you or imagining that you don't like them or imagining that you're trying to fight them even though there isn't anything going on. That's because they're in an, in an internal battle with themselves and their insecurities that they projected on you. And it's like, I have told a guy friend this before. I told him, well, you can handle the situation however you feel is right. It is all up to you um, as long as you feel that it's true to you and it's what you feel is the right thing to do. But my opinion is to just smile, live your best life, and let them argue amongst themselves. Because honestly, stuff like this, it is people literally arguing amongst themselves because you're not fighting back. You don't have insecurities where you're wanting to assert yourself in situations that don't require it because you're not a bitch. You're not trying to fight anybody. You're just trying to exist and coexist. But people just always, for some reason, if something comes out of your mouth, their mouth has to be the last one to speak. Their opinion must always be right, even though you just don't see a reason for it. Like, for example, I was trying to be nice. I was like, oh, no worries. It's almost Friday. And I was trying to be cutesy and nice. And she just had to butt in and I have to be right. So then in her mind, she goes, well, not in her mind because she said it, but in her mind, she thinks that she ha this is something that requires a rebuttal 
She's like, well, Friday is the busiest day of the week. And I sat there and I'm like, what do I say to this? Like, do you actually want to argue right now? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, actually, what is wrong with you? Number six, they feel the need to speak to you in sharp and condescending tones, even when you're not even argumentative in the slightest. Like I told you guys in my previous episodes, insecure people will always translate everything you do and say into a threat because anything can set them off. If they are as frail as a twig, anything you say and do, even though you don't mean any offense, even though it's just a statement, not even an accusation, nothing to hurt them, it's just like me being like, oh, it's almost Friday. They will translate everything you say into an offensive. Everything you do, how you walk, how you talk, what you wear like even with the petties back then and I know the petties weren't my boss but like this is so kind of the same realm where when I was dressing up in heels when I wanted to dress up in a leather jacket and try something new they were always just like oh she is doing this to offend us me being in heels they were like oh my god so there was one time I decided to dress up in like a a leather jacket and like thigh high heels thigh high um boots and i remember petty b the fat whore <laughs> was like no petty a the fatty so fatty was like oh my god like she must think like because we're not dressing up that we don't have self-esteem when I was just minding my own business at my computer what she was referring to was me saying that like when you're confident, you don't care what people think and you wear what you want. And so in her mind, she twisted it into a bad message because again, it is not your fault. If you're experiencing this and you feel like people hate you for no reason, no matter what you say, no matter how nice you are, no matter what you do, it is not your fault. It is because people like this will twist everything you say and do to be a negative because they are so insecure that everything will set them off. They will never see anything that you do in a positive light. And so it is not your fault. I've experienced stuff like this so much that sometimes I can't even believe that it's happening. And sometimes I even doubt myself. I'm like, did that really happen? Is any of this my fault? And so I literally reach out to my friends and I'm like, was that real? Like, am I in the wrong here or was that actually crazy? And then my cousin was like, no, you're not crazy. Like, they, that is really weird. Number seven, they talk about you being pretty all the time. They are not saying this for no reason. So when you are at work and either your coworkers or your boss, and keep in mind when I started with these people, they for some reason just was like, oh, we, my, your coworker and I were talking about, you know, which one you looked like more, if you looked like Mulan more or Pocahontas. And she was like, she made it a point to say to me that, Oh, well, I told your coworker that if she was intimidated by me, then she's going to be even more intimidated by you because you look like Pocahontas. People that focus on your physical appearance at work, it's just weird. It's super weird because that is not what we're, this is not a pageant. 
This is not a beauty contest. Like, why are you obsessed over how I look? That is an overt sign that they're jealous. <laughs> That's just it. Because why are you being goofy and talking about my physical appearance? Like, why? It's so weird. Like, do you want to... Are you trying to fuck me? Are you trying to have a little lesbian session? Lesbianist. <laughs> Because that is so strange. Like, why are you why are you doing this? Like, it's not like I haven't complimented coworkers before or like had coworkers compliment me. But that's different. That's something you like say in passing and you move on. But like when you're constantly like focusing on physical appearance, like for example, my coworker was like, oh, you guys look at my eye bags. And I'm like, I was being nice. I'm like, oh, well, I can suggest like a skincare tool if you're into skincare. And then the ogre from the previous episode, she was like, oh no, we're mothers. We have babies. We're tired all the time. We have no time for that. Girl, just because you're not taking care of yourself and you let yourself go and got to a kiloton in weight doesn't mean that other mothers don't take care of themselves. You just don't want to take care of yourself and you let yourself go. And now you're wallowing in your insecurity and acting like all mothers don't take care of themselves. I have met people that are bodybuilder mamas. What are you talking about? Please. Like, don't blanket statement every mother because you're incapable of taking care of yourself and you want to pull every single mom out there with babies in your pool of sadness and negativity because you can't improve on yourself don't like it's embarrassing number eight if thing if they're unable to take advantage of you for non-work related things they suddenly micromanage okay this was a previous boss of mine he was a white man and he was really old he had a neck fupa and he asked for my Facebook and I was hella uncomfortable, but I thought I should give it. He's my boss. Ah! And then after I gave him my Facebook, he was like, oh, we're coming to the Philippines and we can meet up with you. Girl, that's creepy. Please stay away from me. Keep your wilted, wrinkly dick away from me. Thank you. And after I blocked him, after that, oh, he was so mean to me, micromanaged everything I did, made me do things that were not a part of my job. It was really bad. It was so bad and so uncomfortable. And they were surprised that I didn't want to be around him or get into a meeting with him because he made me uncomfortable. Like he would talk to me about things that were so unrelated to work that I felt like I was wasting time. Like I am not, I'm not your sugar baby. Let me go. <laughs> The next thing, number nine, they exalt you for your skills when it benefits them, but also bring you down when it doesn't. And usually they do this in front of other people. When you're alone, they exalt you. They say, oh, you're so smart and you do this and you do that and you're amazing. This is why we hired you. And then in front of other people, they're like berating you when you ask a question or because you got something wrong, even though it's only been three days of training. That is a huge red flag. Red flag number 10. If they're a creepy and predatory man, that's pretty obvious. Number 11. I was checking things in, the, in a tab that says completed 
and since I don't know what I'm doing, oh, this, oh, basically this belongs in the previous episode, but basically I felt like I just wanted to be safe and double check that she was always emphasizing double checking, triple checking. So I'm like, all right, and I do it myself and she was berating me. So that is not necessarily a red flag because it's a specific incident, but yeah, that got lost and that's not meant to be there. Number 12, she makes you feel belittled after the above. And she said, that was really funny actually. So sometimes horrible nightmare bosses aren't overtly being mean to you, but they'll say something like, that was really funny actually. Or just stuff like that. Like it's not overtly offensive, but you feel belittled after. It's like real, it's like a really good way of humiliating you without being, without sounding like a horrible person. And you guys have probably experienced shit like that where you, you don't understand why you feel violated, but you just do. Like you just feel violated. Number 13. They have a high percentage of people ghosting. Their supervisors or management are terrible people. So this is what I talked about, about my first job. We constantly had job openings. They would constantly close and open all the time. And the reason was because they could not accept the fact that some part of their management was so terrible and mean to people that even the newbies would con- would like be so nervous that they're like, you know what, this is a hostile work environment. I'm leaving. I can't handle this. Um... And that is a huge red flag because that just tells you that no one will stay with them. Like they can't stay for days at a company. They're constantly turning over new employees. They're constantly being ghosted. Their job openings constantly open because no one wants to work for them because they're horrible people. (laughs) So that is a red flag. If you see a company and they have openings, but they're constantly closing closing and opening, that's how you know. They probably have a terrible hostile work environment. Um, number 13. They have a... Oh, 14. If you get a headache after, in, after interacting with them. So if after every conversation with them, you don't know what it is, even if they're not overtly mean and you just feel so deflated and you just feel so stressed out and you just have a headache, you just like, I, like you sit there and you feel like you got hit by a train and you can't explain it. This is probably why, because they're good at being horrible bosses and you feel so tired Like, you feel like you just aged years, like years were taken off of your life. That's what it means. Like, you just feel so exhausted being around them because their energy is, like, so low vibrational that they stress you out even through breathing because there's such a negative energy to be around. That's how you know. And I felt like I was so... I was sitting there after every shift and I'm like, that was unbearable. Like, how do I get out of this? Like when I, I kid you not, I was looking at websites and shit. I was fixing my resume. I was looking for new opportunities. I'm like, I'm ready to leave. I'm actually ready to get up on out of here. 
so there are cats fighting outside and no they are not my cats i don't know who they are but i hope that this list helped you identify if you have a nightmare boss or not because i recently had Ugh, I recently was in contact with one and it was a nightmare and I don't want that again. <laughs> I just don't understand why some people feel the need to be... Because I, at my first job, right, I had the best supervisor ever and he was amazing at his job, rarely made mistakes, memorized everything. Was he ever mean to me? No. The only times he were he was mean, and I only can remember one time where he was like so stressed out and he snapped at me, but then after I think he realized that he was mean and then he was back to normal and he was nice again. That's how I <laughs> that's how much that's how nice he was. Is I only remember one incident. I don't remember anything else. But I understood cuz he was like super stressed and he snapped once. The difference is, it's this with the ogre is this is not a common occurrence. This is not an everyday thing. Like, he was actually so sweet and nice. I don't understand people like this because you don't get loyalty from being an asshole. You get loyalty and genuine love and genuine, um, genuine just genuine loyalty from your workers because you're you're nice to them they want to work for you more when you treat them well and you might think that oh they fear me they listen to me yeah they fear you and they listen to you that's temporary though as soon as they can get up on out of here they will as soon as they find a way to to underhandedly take you down they will that's because you're so unpleasant to be around that loyalty is not going to last. You think they like you now? It's because they fear you. As soon as they can turn the tables, they will. Like that saying goes, you catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar or whatever the example was. Me personally, I have never felt the need to be mean to anybody for no reason. I am nice until people start shit. I even asked my best friend, have, and my best friend has known me since high school. Since I was an immature little imp, she's known me. Since before I'd even seen a dick, <laughs> she's known me. And I asked her yesterday, I'm like, have you ever witnessed me being a bitch like this to anybody? And she's like, no, I genuinely can't think of anything. Because my mindset is you don't have to be mean to me to get me to do something. Even if it's in relationships, you don't have to manipulate me into being loyal to you. You don't have to manipulate me into being nice to you. You don't have to be mean to me to get me to do nice things for you or have surprises for you or be sweet to you. That is just my character. That is who I am. I will Just because we made an agreement that it's you and me, it's you and me. I am loyal, I am sweet, you'll, I don't know, like, I'm sweet and whatever, like, it just will automatically happen because it's in my character. You don't have to be mean to me to get me to do nice things for you. If anything, if you're mean to me, the less I would want to be with you, <laughs> the less I would want to work for you, the, le the more unbearable it is to work for you and be around you. 
So I don't understand why people feel the need to be power tripping or be mean or rude because it is hella unnecessary. And the loyalty that you get from people that fear you is temp temporary. That is not forever. But the bonds that you build because people genuinely like you, those are forever bonds. So, and like, I even remember from my previous jobs when I had really good supervisors, the more I wanted to make them proud. Like I saw them as like either my mom or my dad and I'm like, I am not gonna fail you. I make sure I won't miss anything. I'll make sure that I don't make a mistake because I wanted them to be proud of me because they were so good to me and I didn't wanna disappoint them. That's the difference. But when you're being barraged and you're being debased and you're being humiliated, you're being berated, I don't wanna be here anymore. I really don't. That's how quickly <laughs> you can make someone hate you. And I mean, what the ogre did probably was on purpose because again, she was really intimidated by me. So that probably was preferential treatment because she wasn't intimidated by the other Filipina girl that was my coworker. But when I came in, oh my God, like she grew antennas. Like the motherfucker was furious. Um, I am proud to say that I'm never like that that I've never spoken to anyone like that, even like newbies that came in, like I was helpful, I, want, I was wanting to be friends. I never felt the need to just like be power hungry for no reason. But you know, all of this does come down to insecurity because if, like I've said before in previous pods and I'm, I've probably been super repetitive, but confidence is quiet. When you know who you are and you know what you're capable of, you're not going to show it off. You're not going to be annoying and you're not going to have to assert yourself every two seconds because you're so insecure and that you're the, the picture of you that you're trying to project to someone else. Like, for example, the ogre wanted to project, I'm smart. I'm, I never make mistakes. I've been doing this for forever. You know, that was the photo that she wanted to project to me and onto me. Do you think that I believe it? Because if she really was all those things, she wouldn't have to talk about it constantly and consistently. Like that saying goes, the emptiest cans are the loudest. Have you ever tried to shake a can of pickles and it make a like rattling noises? No, cause that jar is full, baby. It don't gotta be loud. It already knows it's full of content. <laughs> I have a guy friend who's like, I would message him and I'm like, Some something new happened. And he's like, yes, more content. Like, honestly, like something's always happening to me. We literally call it content. Like, that's how wild my life is, honestly. Like, it's so unpredictable. Like, I try to plan and things turn sideways. But... Anyways, that was a really short episode because the previous one was super long, but I just wanted to detail how to tell and signs that you might have a nightmare boss. So I hope you guys have a really good day. Be safe out there and remember, bring some ogre repellent.